Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest edition of Courageous Conversations and with me I have Kylie Walsh. Hello Kylie, how are you? Good morning, I'm great. Yeah, very excited to talk to you about um, your new venture. You've got lots of change in your world. You've um, Tell us about what you're doing now. Lots of change. Yeah, look, so I've been doing a couple of different things, Leanne. Um, predominantly the core part of my business is coaching and consulting and hopefully everyone has seen online um, we're doing some retreats out of Sydney which is one part of it yep. functionality within the industry a um, couple of different focuses on those retreats obviously is some professional development we do sessions every day but the big part of it was I just wanted to get everyone in the industry to stop for a minute take some time out of there every day and be a little bit um, like have some sustainability so they can then thrive because um, burnout and addiction and so many things in our industry is a, is a really big problem. Yep. And getting everyone away in small groups at 8 of 10, everyone opens up, has a better conversation. And a couple of days of R&R, massages, boxing, yabbying, yoga, cooking classes. Um, we even did a, a shooting range. Um, oh, really? Yeah, which was, um, I wasn't quite sure if that would go down well, but everyone loved it. And the women, oh, my goodness, they just, they jumped on it. That's one part. Another part of the business is um, I've got a couple of people working for me part-time and we're doing customer experience analysis. Um, okay. We've obviously done a lot of in the last, of you know, six to ten years and even previous life at another company, um, my last two companies, I've done a lot of work in that space. Yep. So finding out what happens when a customer contacts your team in all different parts from being a prospective employer yep. um, to wanting an appraisal to a buyer inquiry, um, right down to your tradespeople. And, and then we give you back a report on that. And then the other one is I'm working with some clients on some key strategies for the next 12 months with some key yep. rules. So the customer service piece is really interesting. Um, I know when we did um, we did some mystery shopping of open homes a while back and that was, um, that was insights are always interesting with that sort of stuff. Um, are your clients horrified or relieved when they get the reports or a mixture of both? I think I did one for a company the other day and probably their biggest surprise was they're currently looking um, to recruit some people and just what happens when someone actually does make contact with their office and the experience for a prospective employee that you might be trying to, to lock down. That journey was interesting and that's something that I don't think the industry has monitored a lot before, um, no. but it's just like pitching for, for a property, right? Right. Absolutely. Telling me their number one problems recruitment. Yep. So having a good look at that experience when people reach out either on your website. I've had another client whose link hasn't been working. You know, they've got a careers page, register here for your interest. Yep. Link hasn't been working for months. Yeah. So just going through and, and um, helping everyone that is so busy. I've been in those shoes of trying to, you know, keep the doors open and, and, and be busy. Yep. Getting someone from the outside to have a look in and yep. then um, benchmarking that against your competitors, which I think is really important. Yeah, there's certainly going to be a lot that you can add. Once you get some um, sort of critical mass of data, you'll be able to do a lot of those benchmarking reports that that um, organisations like maybe Macquarie Bank and stuff do in, um, in the financial space. So that's, you know, I can see a whole retreat coming on that. Yeah, well, that's really taken off. We've had a lot of interest in that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, as I, um, as I always say, um, empl- employees are like volunteers. I mean, yes, they do get paid, but they can pretty much work anywhere these days, right? There's so much demand for good people. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually been really interesting um, when I reached out for people to work in that role between sort of 10 and 2. I have been in and Oh, you would have, yeah. So I think just, you know, if anyone's looking for people at the moment, is don't be backward in letting people know on your seek and on your social media when you're looking that you are offering flexibility. And if you're yeah. not... 
then don't be mistaken. That's the number one thing people are looking for at the moment. And even talking to a couple of recruiters in the industry over the last couple of weeks, they've said that. It's the first thing everyone asks coming out of back of COVID is their flexibility in hours yep. and to work from home. Yep, and I've just employed somebody um, into my team and that's exactly why she's leaving uh, where she's leaving is because they won't they won't give her any flexibility. That's um, crazy. So, yeah, it's interesting. COVID's really changed a lot for a lot of people. Um, and so you've obviously had a great um, corporate career. Why, how, how do you go about making a decision to actually go out and do something for yourself? Because it's a bit scary. <laughs> sure is. Um, so, look, I'm I'm a single mum recently too in the last yeah, 12 months. Right. So um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but you shoot yourself. But you yeah, know, of course you can. The technical term. Yeah. Um, but, look, for me, um, obviously incredibly proud of the last journey and that was a very, very difficult decision for me because. Well, you were very invested in that brand. You know, oh, it's a bit, a bit like me. A bit like me and Langan Simmons, right? Really super invested. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. I just had to put my kids first. So yeah. allowing me to have the flexibility to do what I need to do. Um, yeah. And what's that old saying? If you keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So yeah, it's I needed that, that I needed that flexibility. Um, and I also I love the bush. So for yeah. me to be able to have clients in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane that I can work with, fantastic tick. Um, but to have that bit of time, you know, um, out in the bush and show people um, some of the resources of, of regional tourism so they can then take their families back and share. Yeah. Um, but I've just seen too many people burn out the industry <clears throat> and everyone knows. I think, I, you know, I've been quite public with it of late. I had cancer a couple of years ago and I got cancer because I wasn't looking after myself. Yeah. I was working too, too many hours, you know, 11 o'clock at night emails. Go to the toilet in the middle of the night and take your bloody phone. Yeah. Um, and so many salespeople that I've been speaking to lately about the retreats are like, Carl, we, we can't. We just haven't got time. Haven't got time, yeah. We have to make, you know, make hay while the sun shines. Well, sometimes if you don't stop and remove yourself from that, um, use me as a... It's a, Yeah, it's a really hard message to get across though, isn't it? Because unless you've had personal experience, you do, th- and I'm absolutely guilty of it. I could not tell you the last time I had a day off um, because I've, you know, as everybody knows, just bought, I know, just maybe I'm talking to you today for a reason, right? Um, you know, just buying into the business, there was a lot more involved in the changeover than we were expecting and obviously I'm on the road with the REI and I just have to work every day pretty much. Yeah, and the next time I talk to you, you'll be sick, right? Like you'll get a cold. Last week I got a cold. I was sick You all last know, week. right, the high performers and they go and go and go and, yeah. then, and then you lose downtime anyway. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think for people is just um, having a good heart look at yourself and, Like you said, I've been in corporate, but when you go away and you get out of your environment and you're with eight or ten amazing operators, there's only great things that come out of that. And I don't know about you, but whenever I've stepped out of my business or any of my roles and had a couple of days, that's when you have the great brain explosions. Yeah, Um, it's true. And, you know, we all service our car. Yeah. We all change the oil and put new tyres on. Um, And I just think the people that say we don't have time, it's a very dangerous place to be. Um, and, I mean, the reality is that most of us would be ha- having holiday, a lot more holidays normally than we've been having in the last 12 months, right, because of um, or coming up to 18 months really because uh, we haven't been really able to go away. So most people are just working. I just think it's, um, again, high performers, high Ds in the industry, um, you know, who have got associates or staff are all about accountability and how many calls you do and the connection. Um, and time management is so important yet in their own life. And I look at their calendar, 
and it's just insane, but not even planning for their, you know, every three months, that weekend off, making sure their leave's booked for the entire year, making sure they've got some time with their family. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things I love about the 4,000-acre property that we go to. Whilst there, there is service in everybody's cabin, we don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. So if you want to bring your own Wi-Fi, um, it was funny on the last one I had had a lady who had my uh, Nighthawk for longer than I did because she was, by day three, she was just starting to, to get there but she had separation anxiety. Um, <laughs> but there is Wi-Fi in the, in the conference centre. But in the rooms, we do that on, on purpose. So yeah. you know, if you really want to turn off, phone service, fine. But it's a, like like I said, that, that wellness piece and just being yeah. and not um, has to happen. Yeah, it's a really great message, and I'll be um, I'll be interested to see how you manage to get that out because I know you will um, to to more people over time. It, it is it's a really good message. I wanted to talk to you about uh, leadership. I think that one of the things that we really suffer with in our industry is lack of um, lack of real leadership. Most of our business owners are either really good salespeople or property managers that then go, "I want to do this for the for myself." And they don't really understand the difference between being a leader and being a manager and a business owner. Do you agree? Five hundred percent. And I think everyone thinks because they own an office, oh, I'm a good leader. I've got here. Yeah. yeah. Um, when in fact, seventy to eighty percent of all principals in in real estate have by default been good sales agents who have had no formal training in leadership. Yeah. Who just land with with an office for one reason or another. But as you say, I think sales agents as well, particularly now when there's um, EBUs or people are building teams and they might have a yep. they might have a team manager, an associate, a buyer's agent and an agent. Um, and often we see in our industry a lot of turnover in that space. And yep. I think because the lead agent or the conjunctional or con- contractor agent doesn't have the skills or have been shown the skills, have a lead, inspire, nurture, yep. take feedback and give it. Yes. So we're very yeah. in the industry of giving it but not taking it. And I think that's true. So true. I was having that conversation with somebody the other day. Um, it's so important to make time to have those proactive conversations rather than just because if we if somebody approaches us at the wrong time, we react rather than respond. And then the whole thing just turns into a complete debacle, right? I think once you know those triggers, and again, if you haven't done any, you know, formal training in it, you don't know the triggers. Yeah. Or even, you know, sometimes um, people go back to something that they were told earlier in their professional career and it can be a trigger. Yeah. Um, and the industry has fundamentally changed even in the last just 12 months, let alone Massively. five or 10 years. Massively. So I know some of the messages I got, you know, 27 years ago getting in the industry from leaders is very different to, you know, to what you give now. And they used to talk about the four Cs. That's all you need to know about leadership. Like it's about 20 Cs now. Yeah. Um, so in our sales agents retreat in June, we're actually doing a whole day on leadership. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fantastic. I, I don't think most salespeople equate good leadership with better income or better profitability. And they really should, right? 500%. So, I mean, I, I don't know what it is for an individual sales agent. I, I've been a bit removed for that. But for an office, it's about 30 grand to recruit someone, bring them in, onboard them. Yeah. And if you don't get that leadership piece right and you're, you've are you got people turning over all the time at that sort of cost, whoo, um, certainly affects your profit. And then, you know, that attraction agent with your leadership, um, yeah. like having a good office and a, you know, a sexy shop front. Yeah. And even if you're not turning over staff, engage team members work so much harder and more effectively than people that are disengaged and, and can actively 
Um, you know, that, there's all kinds of things that can go well, wrong. Empowering them, yeah. so you know that yeah. they realise that that's the the way to go. And everyone around them has got a responsibility as leadership. And you know, good leaders create more leaders, not followers. Yeah, absolutely. And so, what would you, other than going to your retreat, of course, in June, um, how would you suggest people start to educate themselves on what leadership is all about? Have you got any resources that you? Turn to yeah, question without I, notice. I think there's, you know, there's so many good podcasts. Um, yeah, there are. You can just go into the app store and literally search by it. Um, yeah. We'll we'll be doing, you know, I think there's a few good, really good coaches, be it real estate or not real estate, they're doing some exciting stuff with leadership training at the moment. But I do think to get the full impact of it, you need to be um, face-to-face at the moment and talk to other leaders about their learnings. Because good decisions aren't always popular and it's a very lonely place to be leadership. And I think unless you're you're sharing those war stories, you might think you're doing something wrong when, in fact, you're giving the feedback and you're taking it. The feedback you're getting back may not be right or it might be right, but what do you do with that when it lands? Um, So, yeah, look, I think for different personality types, there's different training. Yep. So, and I do think for high Ds that are tactile, which is most of our industry, probably 80% yeah. of leaders in our industry, yeah. you need to be in a room and share that or yeah. you know, on a session like this with other great leaders and share it um, and talk about the experiences. But, yeah, the podcasts are, are, are absolutely great. Like, I mean, I listen to them all the time and um, yeah. a couple of good ones I can share um, if anyone wants. I'm happy for you to yeah. take, you know, I'll, I'll flick them out to people. But there's some good ones in, that have just come on Plinkus in the last in the last little while. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I would love to hear them. I'm a podcast junkie. I listen to them all the time. So let me know. There's a couple of things that you said. Firstly, different um, learning styles for different personalities. One of the things I don't think we do enough of is really understanding different personality styles and how we have to present and communicate with them differently. Absolutely fundamental. And I think any leaders, they need to understand where they sit. And it can change. I mean, you tend to have a primary a primary trait, but good leaders tend to, to move around, like using DISC as an example, yep. to move around all those quadrants. But, you know, there's McQuaid, there's Calabar, there's quite a few. But for you to be a really effective leader, I think you need to understand inherently um, what your key drivers are. And then I, I'm just a firm believer when you're recruiting people and if they're key people in your organisation, as a part of the final piece of the interviewing process, they should have to do one of those personality profiles. If nothing else, is to show you how to manage them um, yep. and also allowing that person to understand with their journey with you in the future yep. where their strengths and weaknesses are um, and someone yep. said to me you need to realize that your greatest strength is probably your greatest weakness um, and that's very true in leaders that um, continually give I've seen as many good leaders as I have bad in this industry and people that give all the time um, and don't take so what happens is you end up with everyone's problems and yep. that's exhausting within itself yeah. Understanding if you are a giver and how to say no and how to push back and empower your people so you're not carrying the load of everybody. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's so difficult, right? I'll never forget when I first started at Lang and Simmons 25 years ago, um, we all did the disc profiles and I it was the first profile I'd ever done, right, 25 years ago. And um, and I read it and I was just absolutely amazed because it was it was me to a T. It was detailed around how to best manage me, how to best communicate with me, how you know all of that. I gave it to my boss, who happened to be an old friend of mine, and he he looked at me and said, "Why would I care?" And I went, "Okay, all right then." 
inspiring leadership. Inspiring, well, yeah. He, he got fired and I got his job, so that's how that yeah. worked out. Um, but, um, but, yeah, it's very important. Leanne, on that point that you've exactly just said, is they're so busy, right? They're running from one listing, and particularly at the moment, they're not coming yeah. up on air, and a lot of good salespeople I know are working insane hours. Yeah. If a good sales agent that's got a team in particular, you're putting on an associate or an EA, absolutely fundamental in that recruitment process. If you're it a is. high performer and moving fast, yeah. that sense of urgency in DISC and Calibre and McQuaid, if someone hasn't got a sense of urgency above 70%, then go to the next applicant because it's just not yeah. going to work. Yeah, it's so true. And the other thing um, that I I used to be a recruiter. I spent three years as a recruiter in the middle of my real estate um, journey. Yeah. Um, and I learned very quickly that you always like people that are like yourself. So if you're not careful, you can have a whole team of people just like you and that's not good for anybody, right? I don't need another one like me. I need someone who's more detail-focused and more, um, yeah, I'm, so you, you can't just employ people that I you like, right? I call it swinging hands. So right. when people are recruiting um, and in our industry, it drives me mad. Oh, you're doing well. I just want to go for a coffee. Like I know the conversation goes longer than that. Yeah. And then off they go to the coffee shop. They have a chat about everything but what they need in the role. And then they're like, what you said, oh, I really like them. I'm going to hire them. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah, it happens all the time, though. All the it time. All the time. And then we wonder why it goes pear-shaped or you as the leader have to keep, you know, um, remunerating and encouraging and fostering that person beyond what you expected and it becomes exhausting and then all of a sudden, you know, they turn up to work one day and they're in tears and it's all too much for me. Well, that's probably because you hired someone that wasn't right for the role. In the first and place. And you didn't have enough resilience and the other traits that make a really good EA. Because yeah. EAs aren't like salespeople. Yeah, otherwise, you know, they're only going to last with you for six months at the most because they're going to want to be out selling and you won't be ready to let them go. Yeah, first, um, yeah. Right, recruiting. Oh, I really like houses. Mm, there's my favourite. Oh, there's, there's a first flag. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and I want to get into sales. Okay, so I'll put you in my admin team to make me accountable and be efficient. Mm, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, big tip: do some profiling, whatever whatever flavor you want to choose. Do yeah, some and profiling. How many sales and agents yeah. have got teams, have had training, or done any any sort of thing in respect to recruitment. So they're the sort of things that you know I'm trying to focus on and, and upskill yeah, great. on the retreats. Um, it's not it's not your traditional coaching by by any by any means on the retreats. It's really different, but we all learn from each other as well. Yeah, so well, and having that small group that's really unusual, right? To have groups that small. Um, and you're absolutely right. I know some of the trips um, that I've been, and you've been on some of them as well with realestate.com.au, I know people hate the fact that we go on those trips, but the reality is um, they are so worthwhile just from the people that you get to hang out with. Yeah, and those good conversations over dinner. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, when we're sitting on the deck and we're yabbying with a drink and waiting for our, our, you know, our dinner around the fire, that's yeah. when the spectacular bits of um, gold come through. Yeah. How lucky are you being able to be at every single one of them? I know. <laughs> How good is that? Yeah, I love it when a plan comes together. All right. Well, I um, thank you so much for taking the time and giving it. As I said to you, um, I've had a lot of people actually say, hey, have you seen Kylie? What's going on? So I thought, why not just get you on the podcast so you can yeah, tell everybody yourself? You. That, that's pleasure. absolutely amazing. And we're starting um, 
from next month, we're starting um, monthly workshops in the city at a site with small groups of 20. Yep. Um, and, and that will be, again, across different functionality within the industry as well. So watch that space. It'll be local. Oh, fantastic. Okay. I will look forward to hearing more about it as, um, as they come out. All right. Thanks Perfect. so much. Thanks a lot. See you later.